Uh, but I did want to get an update on a situation uh, that's the city of Edmonton is facing right now. And you probably heard the story. The uh, city's in the red. Big time. Uh, they they missed <laughs> by a lot. The city is now projecting a year-end deficit of almost $74 million. That's 2.6% of the total tax supported budget. It, it's a big miss. It's a lot. Uh, now, the city does have a reserve fund that will be tapped to make up that shortfall. They say we can avoid any tax increases that way. But it's a big miss. There's no two ways about it. Uh, the city is blaming most of the shortfall on what they call external factors, including more than half of the deficit, $43 million coming from arbitrated wage settlements. There's also, um, you know, uh, the police were involved in that, uh, settling uh, their contract situation. So, I mean, they call it unexpected, unforeseen, beyond their control, but a lot of you have made the point when we've talked about this before. Well, you knew you were going to arbitration. It's, it's not completely, un- it's not like you were going to get uh, a, a no-sum settlement. You knew you were going to have to pay something. It was just a matter of how much. So it's not completely unexpected. We can argue about how much of it should have been expected and how much wasn't. But regardless, this is where we are. $73.8 million in the red. That's the deficit this year. Um, now, if, if you're a union trying to get wage increases out of the city, that can't be good news. That can't be what you want to hear. But let's find out how it is affecting unions that are you know, currently without contracts and, and trying to get contracts and, and, and what they think about this whole situation. We're going to speak with Joe Childs, who is the Director of Labor Relations of Civic Service Union 52, and Tracy Foran, who is the first Vice President of Civic Service Union 52. Joe, Tracy, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you both uh, finding some time. Thank you for having us. Um, Tracy, let me start with you. Um, In terms of Civic Service Union 52, who is that? Who does that represent? So we represent at the City of Edmonton the inside workers, which are generally administrative, technical, um, financial, and then we have other bargaining units with other employer groups, but predominantly our largest unit is with the City of Edmonton. Okay, and currently no contract, right? You you don't have a contract in place right now? Correct. Our last contract expired in December of 2020. Wow. So you're going on almost three full years without a deal in place? Yes. What has that meant for things like wages, wage increases, all those sorts of things? What's going on with uh, your your um, representatives uh, to this point? Well, you know, our members are, are struggling. Um, basically, no raise in the last five years. And the employers come to the table, um, you know, suggesting basically hourly rollbacks. Um, And that's on our members. When our members live here, work here, play, shop, we are the community. We're not just outsiders. Joe, um, have you been negotiating in that time? I mean, three years without a contract is a really long time. Where, In terms of negotiations, where are you with the city right now? That was directed to me? Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, well, I, I would say we're at the end game right now. We're discussing uh, monetary issues. Um, it's been a long, long journey. Uh, we started, we actually... Because of some other factors, we didn't start under the city table uh, until about a year ago. Um, and so it's, it's been about a year that we've been at the table. Uh, and, yeah, we're down to monetary proposals, and there's, there's, not, there's no deal at the table right now. And as Tracy said, the net impact of the monetary proposals that the city is bringing result in if it result in a rollback between 
one-tenth of a percent for a number of people and up to 2.5 percent for another smaller portion of the membership. Okay. Um, is, is that reasonable? So, the, so, they'll, so they'll be making less at the end of 2023 if we can put this deal together. They'll be making less at the end of 23 than they were making in 2018. Wow. Okay. So... It, it, just walk me through that. It, it, the wage increase, but, it, but then hourly increases. So basically, you're talking on like a, if you, if you were to break that down to an hourly wage, then right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I break everything down to an hourly yeah, wage, sure. and there's t- there's two things happening here. There's there's some language in our collective agreement that allows the employer to pay less per hour when they increase your hours of work. Yeah. So a, a person working at thirty three point seven five hours will make doing identical job will make less per hour than a person at 36.9, and that person will make less than a person working at 40 hours. So somehow through, in lost in the history of time, this was negotiated back in the 70s, um, this was intended at that time to help the, the city and our employees to work more hours during construction season without incurring massive overtime uh, costs. Okay. So it was only intended for a small group of people. And then the city, after the last deal was concluded in for 20, came and said, we're going to move everybody to 40 hours. And, of course, we negotiated 36.9, which is what they wanted. But the way the collective agreement works means that your hourly pay drops. Gotcha. So by moving everybody to 36.9, they're reducing, that move reduces your hourly pay by 3.1%. Okay, so, I mean, is the issue the 40-hour work week? I mean, that's reasonable. That's pretty standard. I mean, do you have a problem with employees working 40 hours a week, or is it the fact that it means a real dollar cut to their their um, salary? Well, there's, there's two issues here. A lot of people came to the city because of the good good hours, right? The the working hours and and the earned days off where you can work extra per day and, and get a day off every second week. Um, so the change there is a work-life balance change for the membership. But I think what really tops that is the fact that it creates a lower hourly wage for those mm-hmm. members. Yeah. So when you move somebody up to 40 hours from the 33.75 to the 40, you know, our, our members understand a lot of these kinds of things and can, if you're given notice, change their lives to make it work. But no one, no one wants to take, you know, uh, uh, that change from 33.75 to 40 hours results in a 5.5% hourly reduction in your wage. Um, okay, Tracy, when you hear the city talking about massive deficits dipping into reserves to meet arbitrated wage settlements, things like that, um, it, it, it can't mean good things for you and your membership in the midst of a negotiation. What do you think when you hear that? Well, for me, it is poor planning on the employer's part. They know exactly when every contract expires with any of the unions that are employed by the city of Edmonton. And if their failure is not putting aside appropriate funds for contract negotiations, um, that isn't my members' problem. 
that's not my problem as the first vice president. That's the employer's problem. And, you know, looking at all of these pet projects that are going on out there, um, you know, they're putting some of these projects and they're costing ahead of our members and making sure that their their wages are competitive, that they're, they show the value of the work being completed. So so where do you take this from here? I mean, three years without a contract, I mean, what's, what, what's the next step? Well, for CSU 52, um, we can either return to the table or either side can make an um, application to the Alberta Labor Relations Board for mediation. Mm-hmm. Um, we can enter into mediation, see if they can help us get closer to a deal. Either side can walk away from that. And then after a 14-day cooling off period, we can either return to the table or the only other option we have is strike or lockout. We're, we don't have the luxury of an arbitrated deal like Edmonton Police Association right. or the Edmonton Firefighters. Okay, so um, what's the likelihood of that and what's the timeline, do you think? Um, you know, it, it's hard to say. Um, we know that a lot of our members are living paycheck to paycheck. They're accessing the food bank and other social services just to make sure that they can make ends meet, put food on their table. Um, I don't know. I don't. It really depends on how badly they feel undervalued by the employer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're 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 in the end game of negotiations now. So, are you optimistic, if Joel? Not, if if we're not if we're not successful, probably in the next couple of meetings, it looks like we'll be off to mediation, right? And then then after mediation, yeah, it's an unknown territory, and um, we'll see what happens. But. The union is committed to trying to reach and negotiate a table at the or deal at the table. That remains Absolutely. a commitment. Yeah, and that's that's how we're going forward. All right. Well, we'll we'll follow it along and see where it goes. Joe Tracy, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having us. You bet. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Shay. You bet. That's Joe Childs, Director of Labor Relations of Civic Service Union 52, and Tracy Foran, First Vice President of the Union.